Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. Hey, well, good morning, church. Justin here. So good to spend this time with you again this morning. And I want to, this morning, share with you a message that has been on my heart. I've spoken this message actually quite a few years ago in the early days of our church, but it's a message that I feel God is stirring again on the inside of me uh, to, to share because you know what? This year has been a crazy year. I think as we've journeyed through a season that's been uncharted territory, it's been crazy. I think for so many people, it's been really stressful. And so God's been laying on my heart that as we begin to focus forward, coming out of this time, that a lot of the victories, maybe the challenges that we face, how we face them is largely going to depend on what perspective we take on them. And so the title of my message this morning is aptly called Getting a God Perspective. Getting a God Perspective. And I kind of feel like 2020 is about you and I processing what's been happening to us, what's been happening around us. It's about learning to let go of what is now behind us and really focusing forward and starting to look forward with purpose to what God wants to do in front of us. Amen. I love what the Apostle Paul says in Philippians 3.12. He says this, Not that I have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. You know, how well you and I finish the race set before us will depend upon what perspective we choose to take. What we fix our eyes upon, I want to tell you this morning, is going to determine the direction you go and where you end up, your destination. And what Paul understands in the scripture that is spurring him on is this. God's perspective of you, God's perspective on your life is independent, completely independent of your skills and your abilities and your circumstances that regardless of where you are right now, In your life, where you find yourself, what you think about yourself, the Bible is really clear. When you choose to align how you see yourself and how you see your life with the Word of God, it becomes less about focusing on what you can't do and more about engaging your faith to believe what God can do. Amen. We know Ephesians 3.20 says this, that now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we would ask or imagine according to the power that is at work within us. And I think in the barrage, uh, the onslaught that is daily life, all our commitments, all our distractions, all the things we've got to do, sometimes we've got to learn how to step back so that we can pull back the curtain of life and see the God code. Sometimes we've got to be able to unplug from our perceptions and our understandings and plug into that God code and that God DNA. And what am I talking about? It's kind of like, I don't know if you remember the movie The Matrix with Keanu Reeves, and he plays that character Neo. And at the beginning of the series, he's living this pretty mundane, it's this boring life, it's black and white, it goes on and on, the same thing. But inside, Neo is experiencing something. There's got to be something more to life. He senses it. He feels it. He's chasing something, but he can't quite lay his hand on it. And fast forward in those series, we know there comes a point in the movies where he's sitting before the character Morpheus. And Morpheus offers him either a uh, blue pill or a red pill. 
And we know that Neo takes a red pill and all of, all of a sudden he's detached from his reality and his eyes are open to a completely new perspective. And all of a sudden he's beginning to see a different code, the code that is the matrix, the code behind the code, if you will. And all of a sudden, he, from that moment, he begins to live with renewed purpose. He begins to live with a new vision. All of a sudden he's not limited or restrained by his abilities, but he gets stronger and he believes in that mission that's set before him. And I want to say that God's perspective is that perspective. It's a perspective that takes you out of your own field of vision. And it opens your eyes to see what he's doing behind the scenes, the tapestry and the bigger picture, if you will, to appreciate the artwork that God is doing with your life. Amen. Jeremiah 5.1 says it like this, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. So I want to explore a little bit this morning. How do we as a people, how do we as a church keep walking forward in our lives with that God perspective, right? I want you to come with me to the book of Exodus. Because here we find Moses and the people of Israel. They've come out of Egypt. And we're going to pick up the story. It's about three months into their exodus. And they find themselves out in the desert, the Sinai Desert. And they end up setting up base camp at the bottom of Mount Sinai. And over a, a couple of days, we, see, we hear and we read that Moses goes up and down the mountain and he's speaking to God, hearing from God and bringing back communication for the children of Israel. And then one day God says, I want you to prepare yourself because I'm going to call you up this mountain and I'm going to envelope you in my glory and I'm going to encounter you. And I'm going to give you instruction that you can take down, give to the children of Israel as they go into the promised land. And so we pick up that story in Exodus 24 in verse 15. And it says, when Moses went up the mountain, the cloud covered it and the glory of the Lord settled on Mount Sinai. And for six days, the cloud covered the mountain. And on the seventh day, the Lord called to Moses from within the cloud. To the Israelites, the glory of the Lord looked like a consuming fire on top of the mountain. Then Moses entered the cloud as he went up on the mountain. And as he stayed on the mountain, 40 days and 40 nights. We know that whilst Moses is gone, he's gone a while. The people start to get a little bit edgy. They begin to worry. And in uh, chapter 32, verse 1, we read that when the people saw that Moses was so long in coming down from the mountain, they gathered around Aaron and said, Come, make us gods who will go before us. As for this fellow Moses who brought us up out of Egypt, we don't know what has happened to him. Eventually, Moses comes down from the mountain and he sees that Israel has made for themselves this idol to worship in place of God. Chapter 32 and verse 19, it says that when Moses approached the camp and he saw the calf and the dancing, his anger burned and he threw the tablets out of his hands, breaking them to pieces at the foot of the mountain. And he took the calf the people had made, he burned it in fire, then he ground it in powder, scattered it on the water and made the Israelites drink it. There are two perspectives we can walk with in this life. One perspective is from the bottom of the mountain. And one perspective is from the top of the mountain. And I want to say to you this morning that the perspective at the bottom of the mountain symbolizes or represents our perspective. We carry in and of ourselves. But God's perspective is represented at the top of the mountain. The truth is this. God's perspective will always be higher than yours. And if you want to get that perspective on your life, then you've got to be prepared to get to the top of that mountain. Isaiah 55.9 says it like this, As the heavens are higher than the earth, 
so are my ways than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. Now the problem with just being at the bottom of the mountain is that we are constantly limited to only ever being able to see as far as what sits in our horizon. Because beyond that, we can't see. We're, we're visionless. And this is where the children of Israel find themselves, at the bottom of the mountain. What are they looking at? The bottom of the mountain. That's all they can see. It's only been three months since they've come out of Egypt. You've got to remember, they had witnessed some of the most amazing, miraculous, powerful moves of God. I mean, splitting seas and locusts and all these different plagues and God defeating Israel before their eyes. Yet here we are, they find themselves at the base of Mount Sinai. Moses has been gone for 40 days and all of a sudden they begin to lose focus. They're staring at this mountain and all they can see is a mountain with no Moses on it. And so they begin to lose perspective and they begin to forget what the journey is all about. They begin to forget about the God that has just delivered them miraculously out of slavery and bondage. And so they begin to look towards something else that is going to be there Go to is going to be their true north that's going to lead them and take them forward where they're supposed to go. You know, the danger in journeying life only ever walking in your perspective and acting from your viewpoint is that you are constantly being limited by your humanity, your limitations. You're guided by your limitations rather than the truth of God's word. And we can begin to go round and round the same mountains, struggling with the same things. And we begin to lose focus as to where God wants us, what God is doing, what God is speaking to us. And we become quite disillusioned. And one thing I'm hearing a lot speaking to people and family that I, that I know that are going through this COVID, time of COVID, is one of the biggest things they've experienced is just the sense of disillusionment. You know, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing now. I don't know where I should be focusing my time and attention. Before COVID, I was this person. But now, going through COVID, I don't know who I'm supposed to be anymore. And the danger in this is that we begin to build for ourselves other things in our life that take God's place to give us meaning and to give us purpose and to give us direction. Maybe it's that career or it's family or it's business. In and of themselves, they're not bad things, but the point I'm trying to make here is we stop looking up at Jesus and we begin to settle for what's just familiar. We begin to settle for routine. Well, this must just be my lot in life. This, is, this must just be what I need to deal with. This is my all. But I want to encourage you, church, this morning, there is another way. If we can get ourselves to the top of that mountain, we will have our eyes enlarged. They will be open to see far beyond just the mountain, far beyond our limitations, far beyond just the challenges that sit in our viewpoint. We'll get a higher perspective, a godly perspective to see further out at where God wants us to go. Amen. We begin to line up the word of God. With who we are, we begin to believe that we can, in fact, do all things through Christ who strengthens us. You see, it's at the top of the mountain that we realign and we find again what is our true north. We find our purpose and we lay hold of instruction and we begin to believe, as Paul said, you know what? Greater is God, despite what I face. Greater is God who is in me than he that is in the world. So I want to ask you, what is it going to take to get us to the top of that mountain? Well, if you're writing notes, I want you to write this down and I want you to underline it. You've got to change your angle. You've got to change your angle. And what do I 
me by that. Well, if you're only ever just walking on one plane in one direction flat, no matter how much you may desire to get to the top of the mountain, it's never going to happen. You'll just find yourself walking around one plane around that mountain. But the minute you decide to step up and change your angle and step up away from what you know, what you've been doing and do something different and begin to ascend, nothing's going to change. But when we change our angle, all of a sudden we can start to climb. Amen. We can start to climb. If you want to get off the ground and start heading to the top of the mountain, you and I have to make a decision in our lives that we're going to begin to move upwards. We have to make a choice to change our angle of attack. You see, we don't seem to hear this enough in churches, but if we want to change where we're at, in order to move forwards and upwards, in order to get closer to God, to stand next to Him and begin seeing as He sees in our life, His point of view, then we need to do something about it. It takes faith coupled with action and a bulldog determination to cause our perspectives in life to shift. James says it like this in chapter 2 verse 14. What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or a sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. You know what? I want to say this this morning. Let's not make that journey from Egypt, from our challenges, from our struggles to that promise of God, that promised land, take 40 years when it only needs to take four days, right? Let's get to the mountain, get to the top of it, understand the purpose God has for us, get that godly perspective on us, see the way God wants us to go, and let's get to our promised land. You know, I believe as, as we're approaching 2021, it's not going to be another year of us unnecessarily going around those same mountains. Amen. So what does it take to change that angle? What does it take to bring that ship? There's three things very quickly I want to mention to you this morning. The first is this. We need to look up. We need to look up. The first thing you need to understand, in order to get God's perspective on your life, you've got to get God in your life. Amen? If you want to see from another's point of view, if you want to see what they see, you've got to get next to them. You've got to get beside them. You cannot begin to see you as God sees you, until you begin to lift your eyes off circumstances and fix them on Jesus. Amen. Jeremiah 29, 13 says, You will seek me and find me when you search for me or seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and I will bring you back from captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and places where I have banished you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back to the place from which I carried you into exile. Can I encourage you, church, in the midst of whatever is going on in your world right now, do whatever it takes to just find that time to spend with God, seeking Him, waiting on Him, listening to Him, spend time in His Word, in prayer. If you'll commit to giving God that time, your time, the Bible says He promises that you will find Him. He will make Himself discoverable. You're not going to have to search and search. God will connect with you and encounter you. Not only that, but He'll bring you back to a place where you can start that climb to the top of that mountain again. 
where you can get a new perspective. You know, sometimes we start off really strong in life and just life happens and we end up off course somewhere we don't want to be. Maybe it's a mess right now for you and you've opened your eyes and you've gone, God, I don't understand. I was doing so well. Now all of a sudden, I mean, how did I get here? But you know what? God is a gracious God and he holds your end and your beginning in, in his hand. And he is so faithful, church. If you will come to him and spend that time with him, he will bring you to a place of restoration where you can begin to make that ascent. Amen. Second thing we need to do to change that angle, get up that mountain, is we need to step up, right? Let's get practical. We've got to step up. You see, you can desire the things of God in your life. And you can even understand and see, see far off the glory of God on that mountain like the children of Israel did. Maybe the blessings on someone else, always someone else, right? That just seems to be blessed, that has that peace, that's just winning in life. God who's always receiving miracles and provisions. Why not me? But until you make the decision, church, you know what? Regardless of what it's going to take, I'm going to change that angle. I'm going to stop just walking around and I'm going to start stepping up. I'm going to count the cost. I'm going to begin that ascent. You're never going to get to the top. You're always going to have that same experience. Maybe it's just a superficial knowledge of who God is. Maybe it's a semi-detached kind of experience of who God is. But you see, the thing is this. Those limitations will constantly want to pull you off course. The more you're walking around the mountain, the more you're taking your point of view in life without God's, the more you allow your limitations to guide you and pull you away from heading upwards. Amen. I want to encourage you, begin to plant yourself in the body of Christ. Begin connecting and journeying with someone that's going to encourage you, that's going to spur you on even when you don't feel like it. Hey, I believe in you. God is in you, on you. You're going to get to the top of the mountain. Even if I have to carry you for a season, let's do it. Amen. One of the best things I've learned, one of the ways that we can shift perspective really quickly in our lives, get that God perspective on us, is to look at what are the needs around me? How can I, it doesn't have to be big, maybe it's small. How can I meet a need in someone else? In the midst of your struggles and your battles, make a point to, to meet someone else's need. Maybe it's just encouragement. Lift them up. Do something to help someone else. And watch how quickly in your own life, perspective shifts. Joy comes back into your world. Step up to the call on your life. I want to encourage you this morning. Be a light for someone else. And I promise you this. There comes a joy and fulfillment from heaven that will break through even the darkest of moments you might be experiencing. Matthew 5.14 says it like this. You are a light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that you may see your good deeds, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. You know, walking up the mountain, I think we've all done that before, a mountain, right? It requires perseverance. It requires determination. It requires us not giving up. It requires us getting more oxygen into our lungs and into our muscles to keep moving. But the deal is this. When you get to the top and you peer over and you see what God sees, God is going to show you a new horizon. God's going to show you new opportunities. God's going to give you new vision. You're going to find a faith on the inside of you to believe that God, in fact, is a God of the impossible. And maybe you've been staring for so long at challenges and struggles, especially this year. I get it. But when you make the effort 
and you push through by faith, connected with someone that can encourage you and spur you to the top, God's going to show you a way out. God's going to show you a way through. God's going to give you dreams and give you opportunities, bring answers into your world you would never have thought of yourself, divinely imparted. Isaiah 40, 31 says, But those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Last thing, very quickly, the third thing we need to change that angle, get to the top of the mountain, is this. We need a man up. We need a man up. You know, Moses eventually did come down. 40 days, 40 nights, he came down from that mountain. But I believe he came down. A different man than he went up. You cannot go into the presence of God as he did and not be changed. I believe he came down transformed. He came down with renewed purpose, with strength, encouraged in the spirit of God. You know what? I'm not just leading a whole bunch of whingy people through a whole lot of sand. No, there's a, a call of God and a purpose in this. But when Moses reaches the bottom, it's like a slap in the face. Because what does he see? All these, all these people worshipping an idol, worshipping a cup, completely lost the plot, lost perspective, gone off the radar, doing crazy things. And what does the Bible say? When Moses saw this, full of the presence of God on him, what happened? A righteous anger burned up on the inside of him and he took those tablets and he smashed them down. It's that same anger that Jesus had stir on the inside of him when he walked into the temple and saw people trading in the house of God. And he turned over tables and he chased people out saying, this is a house of prayer. You've turned it into a den of thieves. The moment we step back, and I want to encourage you, the moment we step back into the rhythm of life, we can have a, an encounter with God and we can experience His presence. But when we get into the routines of life, you know, the enemy is always relentless in trying to pull us off course, trying to distract us, trying to put things in our horizon, in our line of sight to stop us having vision, stop us seeing what God's called us to. But I want to encourage you this morning in response to that, just like Moses did, just like Jesus did, get a righteous anger on the inside of you to say, I'm not accepting what maybe I've accepted for too long. Get angry with the devil. Let that righteous anger burn up on the inside of you. Don't accept the lies of the enemy. Don't allow him to set limitations on your life. Because I want to tell you now, you have the Spirit of God on the inside of you. I want to encourage you, man up to the fight before you arm yourself with the armor of God. And let's take the head, the devil head on. Amen. 1 Timothy 6.12 says, Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of eternal life to which you were called when you, were, when you made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses. I love when Moses gets to the bottom of the mountain. What does he do? He goes, right, enough's enough. And he draws a line in the sand. And he says, those that are for me, for our God, come stand with me. Those that aren't, you stand over there. We know the story. Those that stood on the other side of Moses, they perished. God took them out this morning. Let me encourage you. Getting a godly perspective on your life is spending time in His presence, which means sometimes drawing a line in the sand and going, you know what? I'm standing for Christ and I'm standing for God. And you are either for me or you're against me. But devil, I'm not accepting those limitations. I'm not accepting those lies. I'm not accepting that this is what I have to look at for the rest of my life. I believe God has a greater vision for my life. This is what I believe God sees when He looks at me, when He looks at my children, when He looks at my marriage, when He looks at my future. This is the truth. And so I draw a line in the sand and I say, I'm not accepting 
anymore the lies of the devil. You get back on that side because my God is greater. Amen. Look up, step up, man up, change your angle and begin heading for the top of that mountain. Amen. Hey, I want to pray this morning. It's so good to spend this time with you. Father, right now, I thank you for every family that is watching. There's every person online right now. God bless them. I thank you right now that as we come out of this season into the next, God, for new vision, new perspective, that we would walk not according to what we believe, but according to your word. God, show us what you're doing. Go before us. I thank you for an open heaven. God, where there's been challenges and problems, I thank you that we would overcome them because we find ourselves in your presence, that we've persevered, we've pushed through, hand in hand, arm in arm, we've made it to the top of the mountain, we're not walking around the same mountains, but we're going to new ground, we're going to break new territory, we're walking and claiming those promises of God, 2021, even now I pray, in Jesus name, Amen, hey, well, you are loved Thank you so much for your time. Hey, if you do want to reach out to us as a church, you've got any questions, you want to find a little bit more about who we are, what we do, please, info at c3noosa.org. Thanks for listening to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. For more life-changing messages, visit us online at c3noosa.org. If you've been blessed by this message, please consider partnering with us financially to see the work of God continue flourishing in and through C3 Church Noosa. God bless.